0: How to beat the odds on this week's Rocketship Founder Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Rocketship Founder Podcast, the podcast for business founders working every day to scale their business and turn their biggest visions into reality. I'm Steve August. I am a serial entrepreneur who took his first startup from idea to successful multi-million dollar exit. I've sat in the founder CEO seat, and I know the good, the bad, and the ugly of the founder's journey firsthand. Since 2017, I've been coaching other founders, helping them build rocket ship businesses. In this podcast, I'm sharing my hard-won lessons, taking your questions, and supporting you in your biggest challenges in becoming the CEO your company needs. Ready to light this candle? Then let's hit today's episode. Hi there, Steve August. Good to be with you this week. Thanks for being here and listening in on the podcast. And uh, this week... I want to talk about something that caught my attention, uh, especially in this particular season that we're in where we've gone from a easier, freer money environment to one where uh, funding and money in general has gotten more expensive and harder to come by. And what I saw recently was a report by Venture Intelligence uh, and They did this report last year, and they said that only 29% of seed-funded startups end up raising Series A capital. Now, I have a specialty in coaching seed to Series A founders, right? And so that means by venture intelligence's estimates, the odds are roughly 70%, 71% of my clients' businesses may fail to get to the next round of funding. So you know, I've seen different reports on this anywhere between, you know, 29 to, you know, 40 or even 50%. It varies depending on the season, the year, whatever. But the reality is the seed to series a journey is one of the toughest in business. This is the area where you have to go from an interesting idea with maybe some early customers to a scalable business. And it is not easy. So, um, one of the things that I want to be clear about, though, is that the measuring stick is usually the Series A, it's get to your next round of funding. And, and that is, you know, generally, if you're going on the investor backed route, that is something that um, is definitely a milestone to get that next round of funding. It does not mean, though, that, that uh, not getting to Series A is not equivalent to failure, right? So, what I'm saying is uh, that doesn't mean if you don't get to Series A that everything's a failure. Right. There's different ways to go. You can go to sustainability, you get to profitability. I think of seed stage also in the terms of organic bootstrapped. It's really meaning going from early customers to getting to the point where you're scaling well. Uh, so I don't think it's just for, for purely venture-backed companies. But regardless if you're getting funding from the outside or you're bootstrapping on your own, the founder game is a tough one. I mean, no matter how good your idea, no matter how driven you are, the reality is, sex success is not guaranteed, right? It's there's so many things out of your control. Whether it's competitors, whether it's the market, whether it's you know your customers, your your category. There's just lots of ways that that are that are things can go not as you hope. And there's lots of things that are really out of your control. And yet, you're Still have the, you know, the the mission and the drive to to go forward and and drive towards success. But the the reality is, the odds in the great wide world of business are not in your favor. Or to quote the Hunger Games, the odds are ever not in your favor, right? And that's um, that's something that it's a reality we all live with. And uh, you know, any statistics about business, as you'll see that you know percentage of them fail and whether your business takes off or fizzles or somewhere in between even if you're you're hitting it out of the park you're going to get kicked in the teeth a lot as a founder right you're learning constantly as you go so with the odds being what they are my game as a coach is to do everything I can to improve your odds right and so having been in the seat myself, being a founder has taken a company from idea to exit being, having started another one that succeeded creatively, but not financially. um, And having coached a ton of founders, just have to get like 50 founders over the last few years, all of whom have had outcomes from raising $70 million series A's to, um, you know, having to wind down. So, what i look at is as my job is is how can i improve the odds for you how can i improve the probabilities and really i break it down like the important thing is to break it down into these what i see as three core areas and that is accelerating your product market fit and scalable sales is number 1 building a high performance team or organization that can perform because that's the multiplier over time and then three becoming the leader your business needs so what i wanted to talk about this week is kind of break those down and see where are your where are your levers within those three categories to to increase the probability of success, right? And so let's start with with product market fit and scalable sales. There's, there's three main levers of success, right? One is understanding that it's a three phase thing, right? It's find it, nail it, scale it. Right. It's not make something, get product market fit and then scale, it's really you make something, you have to find where it lives, where the the repeatable, scalable sale is, and that's the process right in this frame of seed stage is to go from finding it to nailing it from something where you've got, hey, I've got some people interested to like, yes, we can repeatably and consistently sell this. And so knowing that that's the process, it's a three-step process, knowing where you are in that process and then realizing what are the core things that have to happen. And one of the biggest thing is you have to create easier sales, right? And the easier components of easier sales is you have to have a customer who has an immediate and urgent pain, right? If you do not have that, then everything that you are selling becomes optional <laughs> and that slows everything down. So, identifying that 10x customer who can who has the urgent pain, who has the budget, who is the right customer to scale your business on. The second thing is understanding that everything that they're buying is a series of offers, right? Yes, the product and your service is how you deliver the outcome that you that you are creating, but they're not actually buying their product. They're buying your offer. And your core offer is to fix that pain. Your product and services is just the way you deliver on that promise, right? Understanding that makes all the difference in the world, because that's where you start really thinking about it. Oh, okay. This has to have a certain level of value, a certain level uh, of urgency on their end. And it has to reduce risk for them. It has to answer objections. Once you start thinking, seeing the world as offers, things really uh, become clear. So having the th- having your core offer, having an an offer for people to raise their hand and identify themselves as somebody who might be interested, and then a middle offer of a customer identification offer is something that they can say yes to if you know your big core offer is not something they're going to jump right into, right? So it's 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 understanding that three phases, and then the third thing on the lever point on the PMF and scalable sales is having a repeatable system to get people through your world, to get them to, to identify as, uh, people who are, who can be served by what you have to get them to identify themselves as, as, as potential customers who are ready to buy now, and then, um, to bring them and close them. And without that repeatable system, you're, it's, you're just, it's like a, a constant one-off process. So that's the biggest thing um, in terms of the biggest lever points to increase your odds. So this stuff is not necessarily easy, right? But this hard work of, of really thinking through those those lever points is what will make it work easier down the road and easier every day. Okay. Building a high-performance organization. Um so the two most important elements of building a high performance organization are understanding that execution is ultimately the biggest multiplier for success. Right? Your initial product brilliance or your initial service brilliance can take you so far, but ultimately it is your ability to, to hit milestones, to consistently deliver and to repeatedly do that, get the whole team aligned and focused is is really the key. And a big part of that is basically having the operating system, right? The operating system for your business really encompasses starting with your mission, understanding the values, understanding what's your boss metric, understanding how you're going to plan together, how you're going to set goals together, how you're going to uh, set expectations and uh, achieve accountability and then what's the cadence that you're going to do that and then even down to how you how you do your meetings like having every high performing organization has their own operating system but the components of an operating system are the same right so that's the the biggest thing that you can do is really think about that and start deploying that Uh, and it changes from you know the different structures uh, depending on what size and where you are in your development, but ultimately that's what's going to create a high-performance organization if everybody's using the same operating system. And then finally, the, the most important thing in terms of becoming the leader your business needs is really understanding that you are continually reapplying for the job. You have to keep re-earning the job. As a founder, you get the founder title for life, but as a a CEO or a CTO or a COO, whatever your position is as the founder, you have to keep re-earning that title each time the company levels up. And it looks really different when you're a six-person team, when you're a 10-person team, when you're a 20-person team, when you're a 50-person team, and, and so and so on. Right? The job evolves and you have to level up. Uh, and you have to go from being somebody who's likely really good at a specific thing that helped you start this. Whether you were a developer, whether you were had some um, craft or skill that you've you've done, uh, you've mastered over the years. You have to go f- from being really good at that to being the leader or the the CEO, CTO, CMO, COO, whatever it is, the CxO that your business needs. At the, at the level that your business is. And that's a different gig than being a founder, right? The founder is, you just started it, but when it comes to actually delivering and operating, and that is thinking like an operator more and more. And if you're able to do that and think about that and take these, these points um, and apply them to your PMF and scalable sales, and you're building a high-performance org, and yourself as a leader, you will really increase your odds because the 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 businesses, the founders who I see succeed, who get to their Series A, who 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 start um, taking off, whether you want, when they're whether they're investor-backed or, or bootstrapping, they really obsess about all three of these things. Right? This is the thing. So ultimately, that's how you beat the odds. And that's the thought for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Rocket Chip Founder podcast. I'll be back next week with some more thoughts on the founder journey. Have a great week. That's it for this episode of the Rocket Chip Founder podcast. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question or issue you'd like support on? Then write to me at steve at steveaugustcoaching.com and I'll include it into one of my upcoming episodes. And if you're a founder working to scale your business, be sure to follow me on LinkedIn and visit my site, steveaugustcoaching.com for more insights. See you soon.